Hey everybody, time for another Code Pen Radio. This is 349 and I'm so stoked to have Olivia Ung on. Hey Olivia, it's a pleasure to have you on. I'm a I'm a big fan. Oh, thank you. I'm such a huge fan of yours as well actually. Oh, likewise. So <laughs> And I'm a big fan because of you. You know, I just I think I know you mostly through Code Pen and through creative coding stuff that you've done. I feel like you get a you know, it's not like you know the complete person, but you get a good sense of somebody's creative spirit through the work that they put out into the world. And you put a lot of it out into the world, and and it all has such a I don't know a cool, positive, interesting, creative vibe to it that I thought I'd have you on the show and we could talk about it. I've been on a little kick of getting Code Pen people <laughs> on the show, so. Uh, you are very high on my list of of someone to talk about. You are uh, on Code Pen Olivia. Olivia Lay. Yeah, is more like it. And then and then Meow Olivia on a lot of other platforms, including Twitter with an underscore. And then you got the domain name though. You got the dot com. Meow Olivia dot com. Yes. Yep. All yes. right. So, but you did, you did warn me before the top of the show that, that, uh, that you haven't done a lot of creative coding in a little while. And I totally understand that. Neither have I, for you to be frank. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, but that's okay. You know, like it's not, it's not like some requirement. There's like ebbs and flows to life and what you're into at the time and stuff. But, uh, so apologies if I, if I dwell up on some, some old stuff, you know, like, oh, I coded that three years ago kind of thing oh, or more. No, it's you know? totally fine. I think it's a good, mm-hmm. uh, trip down memory lane, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take that trip down memory lane, I suppose, <laughs> then. So what I, can you tell me just briefly? I know we only have half an hour here, but what what's the like why coding at all? You know, how'd you even how'd you even get into it? Not even creative coding, but just decide to do web stuff. Oh, um, it's actually really simple. I just really like the Internet. Um, I studied business and before I graduated, like at the tail end of my um, the fourth year, my senior year, I didn't even thing that web design or web development was a thing. Like, I don't know, I guess, you know, sites just appeared. <laughs> I didn't think that it could, it could just be, you know, my career because I was studying business. You know, the, the typical track would just go like finance or marketing and stuff. But then, you know, suddenly I thought like, you know what, I actually really like um, design stuff. I was doing graphic design on the site mm-hmm. just for fun. And then I took a like a course on just a simple HTML CSS. It's the simplest thing. We actually do like internal CSS style, inst- internal style sheets. Um, nothing fancy, even though like maybe about seven years ago, you could see some st- some really cool stuff already. Um, but then, you know, it got me into that. And what I really like about coding in general is I really like design. And I really like seeing the design come to life. This is why I just love CSS because... The feedback is almost um, immediate. It's, it's actually immediate. Like you put something out, you see something, and then you go yep. back and forth. And this is why I love CodePen as well. Because, you know, I can just see it and I can just tweak around. Um, and so that's why I spend hours on CodePen generally. Mm-hmm. And this is also kind of why I don't really like, like JavaScript. <laughs> and I, I sort of like stay in the side of like CSS. Um, so this is, this is what happened. Uh, um, you know, I, I stumbled upon it and I thought that I could give it a shot. Um, at that time, you know, it wasn't something I studied. And being Asian, you know, it's a bit scary to go into that. Um, so I, get, I thought I gave myself, I would give myself like maybe a few months. If I find an internship, 
then maybe I can get into it. And I did. I see. So even even taking a few steps towards it was like, oh, I'm nervous because I might be wasting time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I coded up a portfolio, no idea what I was doing. You know, you take bits and pieces of code from various tutorials. And if it shows up great, then you're like, great, it works. Yeah. <laughs> even though the code is mangled. Um, so, but it was what happened. <laughs> it was what happened. And I did, I did a decent enough portfolio. It got some attention, you know, and some people uh-huh. like, you know, maybe you can give this person a shot. Not super great, but maybe there's potential somewhere. And I think that's like, that's how it opened the door for me. And I've been in, in it ever since. Yeah. And then it keeps, 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 keeps rolling from there. Well, that's great. So, so your angle was just for the love of design, which I really appreciate. I feel like I, I still, I mean, I just was telling somebody the other day, like, you know, if I had a different career, could pivot a little bit. I'm always so envious of graphic design, just design period. When you see a great design, you're like, oh, that's so cool. Why can't I do that? You know, even though I do lots of other stuff, you know, I'm happy with my career. Generally, I still am so like jealous of the great designers, you know. Yeah, it doesn't end. (laughs) 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 Because like I do a lot of design and then I see like illustrations and I was like, oh, why can't I do that? And I was like, you know, you you know, it's just, yeah, there's so many things on that. You know, you just, I'm just like, I have to be content with where I am right now. This is like you know, you know that's how you it do. is. I didn't mean to to fuel oh, any no, no, no. any inner angst because I have it too. <laughs> it's fine. I like that. If perhaps you know, theoretical outside of you or I, if you're really into design, and then I think that's a good path forward. That you're in, you're into design so much that you learn whatever tools you need to pull off the design. That you're you know what good design is. You have that inner critique. You're always trying to get better. You think your own work is crap because you're, you have such a high bar that you're trying to hit. But that's like very different than somebody who just CSS just clicks with them and they're really good at understanding CSS or converting other people's designs or understanding the system of it, but aren't necessarily that into design. You know, the, those are two different, different people. And I kind of, I feel like I know them both. And I, I like worry that I'm more in the like analytical CSS side when I wish I was more in the creative side. But anyway, I think that perhaps that propels you that, you know, that you're, you, that I can tell by looking at your designs and I know this is a radio show, so I wish I could show people all your pens, but of course you can just go to uh, meowlivia.com and bounce around and see your work, but they'll, they'll, they'll see what I see if they go there. Oh, sorry. I, I know you're saying like there's so much analytical CSS that you do, but I was going to say that there's so much value in like knowing how to do that. So that's also amazing. This episode of CodePen Radio is brought to you in part by Jetpack, jetpack jetpack.com. It's a plug-in for your self-hosted WordPress site. It does all kinds of stuff that makes your WordPress site better. I'm a believer. I was just writing up all the ways I use it over on css-tricks.com. You know, many, many ways. Just for one, though, they have Jetpack Search. So you flip it on, and it's just, oh, it's working. It requires no integration or work from you. You click onto a search form, and it brings up this full-page search experience that is super smart. You know, it's like algorithmically powered proper search, unlike the kind of default built-in WordPress search, which is, you know, in my opinion, basically unusable on sites of a certain size, you know, like CSS Tricks is, and probably most WordPress sites that they have a lot of content on it. You need good, fast, reliable search, and that's what Jetpack Search is, and that's one of a million things it does. So let's say you're an agency 
and you're like, we build WordPress sites for people. It's pretty common, right? Because it's just a big, popular, reliable CSS that's going to be around. You can build anything with it or CMS, I should have said. And, uh, and so just part of your policy as an agency is to put Jetpack on sites because it helps with security. It helps with adding super useful features to it. It helps with backups and keeping the site secure. It does all these great things. Why not put it on every single site? Well, they simplified that for agencies because Jetpack is a paid product. Like how do you, you know, kind of wrangle all the subscriptions and make sure that you're dealing with them all properly? They have this new dashboard for agencies, essentially a licensing dashboard. Uh, So you can keep track of all that stuff together. It's not as like go over here and you know log into this account and this account and this account and manage it all separately which could be a pain in the butt it's now totally simplified so if you're in that market make sure you check out the link in this post they call it the you know they they announced it last october announcing jetpack licensing for agencies and professionals certainly if i was in that world i'd be doing it i might even do it anyway because i have jetpack on like five or six sites maybe more thanks for the support bye Well, here's a good example of it. So you have on your, on meowliving.com, there's a blog. There's a couple of blog posts on there, you know, or maybe, you know, there's a good amount. There's a post, and I know this is, does probably doesn't feel super fresh to you because it looks like it's, you know, a little over a year old, but is how you can get started with CSS Grid. You know, I've written CSS Grid tutorials too, but yours has a... All the examples in it are not just like, here is some graph paper, you know, or like here here is the holy grail layout in CSS. It's like, I'm going to design the Hogwarts train ticket in it. You know, it starts with a bingo card. So you're like, I guess that's graph paper. And then really just levels up through a minute. All the demos in it are just just interesting and beautiful and stuff. So if, if somebody out there is like, you know, something like CSS Grid doesn't click with me because all the all the tutorials are so boring. You know, like show me what this thing is really capable of. That they would they would do well landing on your article on it because every single demo in it is is real world. You know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not every day you need to design a periodic table on the internet or whatever. But a lot of the other stuff is calendars and interesting card layouts and just layouts that just aren't what you see every day on the web, but pulled off with CSS Grid. So I feel like you really went on a CSS Grid bender there for a while. Yes. I think at some point I was trying to hit 50. I think I'm oh. like 40, 30, 38 or something, and I'm trying to hit 50. But like you said, like I... I do really like um, coding things that I see every day in life. Like, you know, it doesn't have mm. to be like, I know the periodic tables was like a one-off. I, I saw it one time on the internet. And I said, like, I was going to replicate it. But, you know, things like calendars, you know, I see bingo cards. Um, I see tickets all the time, you know, that kind of thing. That's why uh, a lot of my ideas, if you see, they're actually quite simple. Um, CSS-wise and design-wise as well. <laughs> I think the idea is simple. And then like the execution, you know, it, it takes a while, you know, if, to tweak it, you know, to get, you know, to, to make it look complicated. Especially because the details are good too. You know, it's not just like, can I get this this layout quite right? It's like, I don't know, the paddings in the margin are just right enough to look really professional. And the typography involved isn't like you just left Times New Roman in place or picked a Google font or whatever there. Or even if you did pick a Google font there, it's like the right Google font. You know, there's enough stuff to, to get right in design beyond just the basics of it. And I feel like I've beat a dead horse with that a little bit. But there's, you know, there's a pretty popular 
post you had of a, of a newspaper layout the code pen times with the funny mm. headline woman spends too much time on code pens despite advice semicolon <laughs> no plans to stop which is hilarious but it's a, a you know a huge grid of of a newspaper that looks looks just super cool you know looks like has that newspaper like look like like the new york times kind of has and stuff is that i wonder you know since that was a couple of years ago I look at that one and I'm like, I wonder what, what subgrid is going to do to Olivia. You know, this is, it doesn't look like just one grid. I don't know how, how into subgrid are you? And is that uh, changing the game a little bit? I tried it a couple bit? of times, uh, but mm -hmm. because it's not something that like has sort of come into the browsers, all the browsers yet. So it's not something that I get to play around with as much uh, as so I like to. You do take that pretty seriously and in your demos is like, well, that's just not ready yet. So I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it, it's very hard as well. And then, you know, when you tweet something, it's like, oh, sorry, it's only available on X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Um, I, I know that sometimes that's fine, especially, you know, the craziest CSS illustrations, obviously. Um, that one is okay. But I find it like, if you have to put an asterisk on it, I feel kind of, eh. <laughs> so like a lot of times when I look at it, like, you know, I'll be like, I'll, I'll just wait for the thing to proper come out so that I can actually like, you know, really sit down and learn about it because right. you know you want to learn about something you can use at work as well <laughs> that's how you know at least you know ah double duty yeah <laughs> or not just yeah. learning for learning's sake around here mm -hmm. what are we scientists <laughs> um <laughs> yeah it's so cool though and the newspaper isn't just fake content it's like promoting your other pens it's really it's really a fun one i just thought of subgrade just because it, it looks like there's probably a lot of opportunity in here where you're like well okay, there's, you know, one big outside grid and now I'm going to have to make a brand new grid inside when it just seems like the perfect kind of demo that would, that oh, would benefit sure. from it. But, but you're right that, um, yeah, and Firefox only kind of thing, yeah. which is a little, little unfortunate. Yeah. Like and I have no doubt that subgrid would like totally reduce the amount of code or like repeat code. This is just what grid was doing, right? It was just reducing a whole bunch. Of, we could have done with flex, but with flexbox, but then, you know, um, it was it would be complicated, and that's what then grid came along, and it was just one line. You're like, bam! <laughs> so like, so I'm assuming that subgrid's gonna do something really similar. Um, and looking forward to it. Yeah, that would be really fun. Somebody should go to to this particular pen and try to do it in flex, in, in only using uh, uh, float. Like, yeah. <laughs> Good <laughs> luck. Even if you pulled it off, it would be so fragile, you know. Oh, anyway, so that's that's great. Let's look at some of your other pens. I know we can't look because the radio kind of thing. There's, I found this to be true talking to other people on CodePen. That you know, I mentioned like there's like yeah, but the typography is nice too. Yeah, but the colors are nice too. Yeah, but there's just a you know a feel to the gestalt of the pen that's like right, and that takes that takes things a long way. So it's not just an interesting idea, but the like the execution of it is good as well, and that's true in all years. But there's all there's all other all, all other little code pen tricks like you have a very popular pen with toggles on it toggles are just like you know catnip for code pen you know that's a almost a trick design some toggles you'll get some likes <laughs> but yours are exceptional of course the pancakes hilarious you know you toggle it on and pancakes fall mm -hmm. from the sky and onto the pancake. <laughs> totally ideas you cannot use in real life. <laughs> yeah. That was the idea I was really going for. Like things you cannot do in production, but you know what? It looks really, really cute. 
<laughs> it was my idea. Yeah. But we can hope that somebody who got the who got the job to design, you know, I I don't I know you're in Malaysia at the moment, but a popular American chain is the International House of House of Pancakes. That wouldn't somebody's got that job. There is a front end web developer out there who works on pancake related websites, and we can just hope that they see this and 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 do it. Have a little, but just put it down in the footer there. Make it, make it when you toggle it on that the whole website gets Comic Sans or something. It's a nice idea, yeah. <laughs> There's a uh, one of your CSS Grid demos is is it does double duty. It's interesting for Grid. It has interesting interactivity in it, and it's it kind of it. The point of it is color palettes, and you and you use the kind of the metaphor of makeup to do the color palettes. So, mm. you know, you open the blue on blue and there's an interesting layout in it of different blues that look like a one of those handheld makeup palette kind of things. What was the the story with that one? It's it's really cool. Each one you open has a different little grid layout in it. You know, that one that was one of the I would say like if I would rank like the simplest ideas or how the ideas come to me, that is like like 10 seconds. It took 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Like I yeah. saw a makeup palette and I was like, you know what? <laughs> this is a great, this is a very, this is the perfect way to practice grid as well. Mm-hmm. Like when you want to make something really cool, you know, um, throw in a couple of lines and see what you get. Um, so that was just the idea, really. I saw a couple of makeup palettes and it just reminded me of, you know, um, a complicated yeah, I see it. Because I didn't just want to be like, you know, straight up, you know, um, similar columns, similar rows and whatnot. Um, so that was, yeah, it was actually a very simple idea. There's actually not, not much story to it. No, but you got to see it. You know, I feel like they say that in, in photography sometimes, not that I'm that educated in it, but they, you know, they'll, that's be like a compliment to another photographer. Be like, well seen, you know, <laughs> that you saw something and you took a photo of it that maybe everybody else saw, but you had the foresight to take the photo when it was seen, you know, like you saw hmm. something there that that everybody else has seen too but you like you know put a point on it i suppose this one comes with practice actually and i think also this one is uh, very much a designer thing like when you look at a poster you start criticizing all the details you start looking Mm -hmm. into like this it's not just like oh this is a cool poster you know you start looking at all these you you break down like the typography you know what colors why did they choose those colors and so on um and it started i I don't know i I guess this is like a symptom of too much grit so like at, at some point when i was look at things i would be like is there a grid in it you know i would just try and see grids in things i see even if it even if it because sometimes it's very obvious right now i'm looking at like this restaurant website you did or something that has this different avocado toasts and stuff on it, and there's big black thick lines that just scream this has a grid you know but sometimes it's not so clear right no so one of my ideas that i it, it didn't come to life because it, it i knew it was going to take too much time was uh a kitchen. You know, when you look at a kitchen, you see the cabinets. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's a stove and whatnot. Uh-huh. So I was, that is a perfect, like, great thing that you can replicate. It just will take too much time for me to do the details. That's uh-huh. why I didn't get to I've seen yet. you do, like, shelves in the past. Like this, like a bookshelves with, with cavities in it that also is, is very grid-like. But you can see the grid, but then the kind of illustration that you snuck in there kind of, it breaks the grid in a way and... I don't know. It's, it's great, you know, because yeah. the the grid is one thing, but how do you how do you add interest to it later? And yeah, you're good so at that is, as well. I think it's just proof that like you can actually just get take the simplest ideas 
and then maybe just spend some time with it, refining the details, then it will look something completely different from what you would expect ah. at the beginning is what I would, um, like, especially, you know, if I'm trying to encourage somebody to, you know, do something complicated, I would just say, like, break it down to the simplest element that you can think of and then slowly build from there. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just stressing yourself out. <laughs> so how do you, do you do the, like, you know, keep this private for a while and then mm, maybe yes. walk away from it, come back, walk away from it, come back. It's not just like, a, okay, done, go. Oh, uh, no, actually it's it's partial. I think if I get the idea, I put, put it down in a notebook or I write it down somewhere, uh, even okay. sketch it out. Uh, if I do have the time, then I will like do it in one sitting. Um, but if not, I will not start on it. Okay, interesting, interesting. Basically, yeah, yeah. I think I know it's just a weird thing, but mainly because it's like a coat pen. Um, so I always have a hard stop because otherwise I was just spend hours <laughs> on coat pen, like ten hours just refining details. Like so, you're like, oh, four hours done. That's it. It's going out. I don't want to see this anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why I, I really go back to my old pens, you know, to try and refine it because sometimes I feel like, you know what, it's done. I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. Let it go out and let it stay there. Um, but that, yeah, but that's it. Like I, I do find that I prefer to do it in one sitting. Mm, interesting. Which is not healthy. I would have, yeah, I would have thought. I couldn't, I couldn't have guessed either way. I, I really have tendency both ways. And it's not just, it's not just a pen. It's, you know, it's a blog post or, or whatever else. And that, in that I, there's a hundred percent chance that it's better if I let it sit a day and come back to it. But my tendency is not to. Tendency is to write it or build it or whatever and then just be done. And then there's the done moment is like you hit publish or you tweet it or whatever. And it's not like you can't change it after that, but it feels like, I don't know, that was the moment, you know, the most people are going to see it at that moment. So it's kind, it does feel kind of like a done <laughs> moment after that. Yeah, I do agree though. If you sit, let it sit and come back, it's much better. You, you know that one where you cannot find out what's, what's the bug, like how to fix a bug. And then you sit for like a few hours and the next thing you know, you come back. <laughs> it was just like a semicolon missing somewhere. I'm always impressed by people that 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 just find the bug in their dream. You know, they wake <laughs> up with the answer. I'm like, oh man, my brain does not do that. It might, it might solve it while I'm like, let's say I relax and take a hot bath and then I'm drifting off to sleep and my mind is thinking about it. Then I might come up with it. But it, by the, when I'm actually asleep, no. It's not thinking no. about code. Yeah. No. But it happens to people. I know it does. Uh, okay. So so tell what happens now? You know, you've learned to code really well. You're a designer and you like the design aspects of it. Where does it go? You need to work, right? We all do. So where do you end up? What's the journey there? Oh, okay. So I actually end up in a very, um, what I like, uh, I think I quite like this place. I'm actually a marketing developer at this uh, company called Toggle Track, we do, we are time tracking software. Very niche. Yeah, it looks like to- um, but, Toggle Track without the E at the end of Toggle. Toggle Track. Toggle, yep. <laughs> toggle Track, yeah. And I'm a marketing developer, so I babysit the marketing side. Um, and I'm the only one, uh, so I can do whatever I want with it, really. <laughs> without much people saying anything. So I do incorporate a lot of like um, things that I think I otherwise wouldn't be allowed to do it. Um, like for example, I would do a lot of CSS animations, Mm -hmm. um, here and there just to give a little bit of life, um, to it. So for, I think a good example would be if I, let's just say if I want to showcase a feature, I actually did this in in Copen as well. I I poured it over the code, but I wanted to showcase a feature and I didn't want to use like a GIF or GIF 
you know, right. or a video. Uh, right. I so can't I just wait. Did an, SVG. I did everything in HTML and CSS. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's just like animations, right? And then it, it would just loop because, you know, you, you can make it loop. So there was right. like, um, so these little hacks, um, if you really look into it and if another developer comes in and see, and if they don't understand CSS, they're screwed because <laughs> they wouldn't know how to tweak it. But it, because, because yeah. Oh, I see. Like the, uh, these animations specifically are like complex enough that right, they'd be right. like, ooh. <laughs> ooh, yeah. So if they want yeah. to like, so, so in a way, like sometimes, sometimes I know like, ah, maybe this is not the best idea, but it's actually very effective code-wise, like size-wise, because you're not like down, not making the user download oh, the whole sure. video. Oh, sure. It's literally HTML yeah. and CSS. No, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's so small. Probably a couple of K, if that, yeah. you know. Yeah, super so efficient so and probably hardware kind of accelerated stuff. and all that stuff. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the site really yeah. looks looks wonderful. Did they know that what they were getting <laughs> when they hired you? Like the did that kind of like, hey, oh, no. I love this creative, you know, getting weird with the code stuff. Yeah. It was actually a very weird situation. I wasn't really hired to do web pages. Mm. I just they just found out that I could do web pages and then as time past I could you know I started getting more web pages and then eventually I got the job title marketing developer I started off with something different yeah I like the title I don't think I've heard it before marketing developer but of course you know it makes perfect sense and now knowing what you do and literally just building all these marketing pages it's a perfect title I think uh, unfortunately I can't tell this wonderful story where like yeah they saw my code pen and I was a shoe in for the <laughs> oh no but but I did give like talks and stuff after um mm -hmm. yeah the thing about being in a marketing team I find is that sometimes you can get quite siloed so the people who knew that I know how to code was only contained between the team in the team mm -hmm. I guess they figured that the code was you know just appears <laughs> <laughs> but it just appeared randomly in their repo. But then, you know, suddenly, like, um, what my team lead at the time, he's like, you know, you want to do a code pen show um, because we have internal talks in the in in the company. Oh, nice. And I was yeah. like, okay, <laughs> I sh sure, I'll show some of my code pens. And then I showed, and then I guess that's when they found out, like, oh, okay, I guess Olivia does code. <laughs> and, you know, she does the creative coding. I do think, like, that. that's how it went down. <laughs> Think of how many people are at companies with these secret hidden talents that they just don't even know about, you know? Mm -hmm. I, that's nice, though, that you did that and then it and then it benefited you internally in big ways. You know, I feel like I've, I've seen it happen a couple of times, but not enough, you know, like, oh, my gosh, that, you know, so I saw a fellow who's a great illustrator who would use that skill at work a little bit here and there and then eventually you know, years later, you check back in on them and they're still at the same company and just doing illustration full time. So when you see the company kind of embrace the talent that somebody has, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, there's a, <laughs> just, it's just because it's the last one on my list and I love it. There's uh, moleskin notebooks too. And that's, it reminds me of the, uh, the, the makeup palette one a little bit. We don't have time to go through all 38 of them or whatever but there is some see there's some 3d stuff going on as well did that is that just kind of like a little bonus thing or did you get into that for a moment oh no, there's a, a bonus thing um i i find you can see that i kind of use it a lot like i i open things a lot yeah <laughs> i open the notebooks i open the makeup palettes i don't know it's just something that i'm quite fond of so like if anything yeah. that's like openable you know i will try to do that <laughs> if it can be opened it will be yeah, open it will, right but as well right it's also really simple. 
it's not like super complicated probably like three lines of extra no, but, code yeah who can yeah. do it I, it's one of those ones that are like i know this is possible and i want to do it but i definitely i'm gonna have to you know look at different implement existing implementations because i could not i couldn't tell you right now how it's done exactly i know it's translate 3d and with a perspective value and stuff but it's definitely not like in my head um i like this one because it because there's type on it so when it resizes you can see the type move to which like meant lend some like credibility or something to it and then here's a classic <laughs> olivia thing which i think is like just a little bit extra that makes it a little bit extra special when you open each three notebooks one of them has blank pages and one of them has lined pages and one of them has graph paper and one of them has little dots on the inside how nice you know how easy would it have been to just not have them be different you know because it's they're cool anyway they're different colors the fact that there's more of them means that the 3d thing is like reusable on multiple objects but nope you went the extra mile looks great <laughs> uh so so anyway so is it gonna like are is your your crea creativity satisfied at work you know i mean not that <laughs> maybe it's too <laughs> personal of a question but you know is that is that just where you feel like you're at at the moment like you know you don't necessarily need to like just like go home and do creative work outside of work because you just don't need to because no actually like um it, it's a bit of both i think the thing about work is that sometimes it's just the same thing over and over again mm. the the creative projects don't come by as often as i like so it's always good to like go back home you know try whatever you want to try uh you know if you see a cool design on dribble for example and just to replicate it like there's always that each day and i think that is a good idea as well because it makes me like research other ways that i would do that i wouldn't necessarily put it in like mm. production code for example but then if it's like oh for fun you know it doesn't matter sometimes how i implement it if it looks good it's like eh, you know you know this this is this is this is my attempt that's it yeah um so there, there's that it's just that um this is a bit of a pandemic burnout <laughs> going yeah. on right now and yeah. also like my what workload. What do you mean? I don't understand. Yeah. 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 Oh, what <laughs> happened? <laughs> yeah. So I haven't been like doing as much creative coding as I would like, but um, I wouldn't say that 2022 is the year because, you know, that would just put a lot of expectations up there. But yeah. um, uh, I would still like if I, sometimes I just do it for fun, but I just never like publish it. Uh, uh, you know, I understand. Just, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just to, you know, reduce the burnout, freshen up the, the, yeah, you know, and then like, you know, just try different ideas. And then if the idea doesn't look good, well, it doesn't, nobody sees it. I picture you <laughs> exactly. being like, I just need to do something that isn't purple. <laughs> oh my God. You know? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> purple and beige. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the Thank deal you. though. It's, it's a motif. Yeah. I felt very understood. <laughs> <laughs> I like the little, I like the little, there's a little, another little m motif, maybe the more correct version of, of that word where you, um, the, the little letters tilt a little bit, mm. just, it's just kind of a cute. Yeah. They call it the rotalics. Um, rotalics. Yeah. It, it, yeah rotalics. Yeah. It's very quirky. I, I quite like it, but then the, the, the downside is that how do you tie something normal or how do you make something normal to just have that little quirkiness? but not yeah. annoying. I quite like it as well. Yeah. Cause it's, I don't know. It's just unique. I've never, I've never seen it before. It looks weird, but in a, 
like okay way. It doesn't hurt their readability. It doesn't offend you too much. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because like faux italics do, you know, like <laughs> when, they, when the browser <laughs> fakes an italic or something, be like, ooh, that's just a mistake. It's not like on purpose. But this yeah. just a little, a little quirkiness to the thing, which is fun. I would, I would essentially demand that of anywhere I work that there's some element of levity to things you know can you imagine working at somewhere where it's like no seriousness only all the time is our brand Blech. that would suck <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i do think like SaaS sites right now are doing very well in like trying to be different which is like a nice nice thing so they all i mean they all kind of look the same but they do <laughs> you know layout wise it's getting yeah. a little better though perhaps i do think it's getting better i know there's a lot of complaints out there it's like there's a reason why things look samey because you know it just makes it easy for the users and me as a designer like i'm okay with that but yeah you know, me like too yeah. I, it's funny it makes a funny little quip or something and you seem so clever when you're like which one of these three layouts are you building or not to joke on that particular joke because that was one of the originals and it was pretty <laughs> funny <clears throat> but it's like and then in the you know the next day somebody will be like you know this this medium is so new you know digital design just hasn't found its footing in the same way that magazine design has or print newspapers have or whatever yeah you're right it is new, right? And and now look at those things. You know, like how different is one newspaper from the next? You know, you pick a little bit of different brand elements. There's a little bit of different typography, but largely it's the same format. That's what happens when the you know the industry moves along and they find the patterns that work. And maybe just maybe we're finding those things ourselves in digital design. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. And then you know we have these little things like the rotalics that make it stand out. And I think that that's cool. Right. Yeah. You I don't will, have to yeah. overdo it. Use the, use what works and, and don't use what doesn't. Anyway, it's been so great to have you on. I'm glad we got to talk about what you're up to and what you're working on and, and some of the past creative coding stuff you did. It was a pleasure to talk to you. I guess they can, people can find you at meowlivia.com there. I also note that you uh, have a red bubble shop too, with a bunch of funny coding shirts and <laughs> yeah. tech adjacent stuff in it. Just a few things. Uh, yeah, like things I dream, you know, I wake up like, oh, that, that was a good quote. I put it on a shirt. <laughs> type of Not a lot of thought put into it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. They got they got good. Some of them are classics, like the be the CSS to my HTML, but with, with great uh, design put on it. Is this a feature or a bug? Yes. <laughs> good, <laughs> good stuff in there. Check it out, everybody. Anything you want to leave people with, Owen? Uh, no, I've, I've just got to say I'm very happy that, you know, you invited me on here. Um, huge fan of yours and also of Copen. So big honor. Well, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. And we I hope to talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Eight.